0: Welcome to the Confidence Conversation podcast with me, Joy Burnford. This show explores the world of women, work, and what it takes to feel more confident. A lack of confidence is not a crime, so if you need some motivation, inspiration, or a boost of confidence, grab a cuppa, go for a dog walk, or escape for a drive, and join us for today's conversation about confidence. Our focus for this season is on wellbeing and self-care and I'll be talking to some incredible women and experts from around the world to share their real life stories, advice, and tips to help you manage your well-being alongside your career. And I'd like to say a big thank you to Coach Matters for sponsoring this season. Coach Matters offers recently qualified and experienced coaches the opportunity to expand their business development capabilities, allowing them to reach more clients and lead successful coaching careers through network membership, programs, masterclasses, and well-being events, they provide a supportive learning space for coaches to thrive. Coach Matters is offering our listeners an exclusive offer of three months free membership of its network when you reference this podcast. To find out more, see the link in the show notes or visit coachmatters.co.uk forward slash MCM. Today, I'm excited to welcome the founder of Coach Matters, Sarah Tennant, as my guest. Good morning, Sarah, and welcome to the Confidence Conversation. Morning, Joy. It's lovely to
1: be here. It's great
0: to have you on the podcast. So, the theme for season five, as you know, is well being and self care and today we 're going to chat a bit about your background and Coach Matters, the importance of well being and self care and advice for our listeners in focusing on their well being so to kick us off today, I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about your background, how you became a coach, and what you do today.
1: Yes, yeah, so I started my career in publishing and I held international sales and marketing management roles. And from there, I made a transition to the not-for-profit and art sector, where over 10 years or so, I developed a freelance career and I provided strategic business development and fundraising consultancy to a wide range of organisations. And then it was during my second maternity break that I decided to have some career coaching myself. But I still, you know, I did then make a slight change in the organisations that I was freelancing for. But I then had another break following a family bereavement, actually. And this was really an opportunity to really take stock and think about what I really wanted to do. And actually, I did actually have my own light bulb moment as I was reading an article in The Guardian about a day in the life of an executive coach and it happened to be the coach that I'd had and straight away I thought this is the kind of work I would absolutely love to do. I'd had inklings of this in the past and I'd already done a counselling course kind of years before but yeah it really kind of struck me that actually throughout my career a thread really was about helping people, helping individuals recruiting them, training them, managing them, and supporting them. And actually across the many different organisations that I'd worked in as a freelancer, that was what I really loved doing was making those connections and helping where I could. So yeah, so that led me to, um, and around the same time, I was also feeling quite frustrated at how challenging it can be for women to navigate their own career changes and to sustain and develop kind of careers around family life. Absolutely. And I had, I think I said to you,
0: you know, before I've, I had exactly the same light bulb moment, actually. And I had a coach when I was sort of, I think it was when I had my second child and it was the first time I'd ever come across coaching. And it was so fundamental. I and mean, it was instrumental in my kind of change of career as well, because I realized, wow, this is so helpful to kind of help you think about things in a different way and realize you're not on your own. And, and as you know, my mission is to make sure that we can work with organizations to bring in coaches to you know everybody at a lower level than just sort of exec level because I think it's it's so important and it can be so helpful, can't it, for you know for anybody who can be fortunate enough to have a coach.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. And you know the idea that through these coaching conversations people can feel really confident or become really confident and make changes where they need to, maybe a career change or, you know, kind of have some tools and be equipped to sort of sustain work, home life. And move forward. So, yeah, so now I work mainly with women and sort of before, during, and after maternity leave, lots of teachers as well as working on parental leave coaching programs, delivering one to ones and and workshops. Um, And I also am a coaching supervisor as well. So, I do some coaching supervision. But latterly, over the past six months or so, there's been a real shift. And most of my time now is spent on building coach matters. Which is a business development for coaches, and again, I know we'll go on to talk about this in more detail. But I realise the thread there is to help coaches develop careers, to a point which can be quite difficult for them to manage as well. So it's very much a thread that that kind of runs through where I am now. And having, you know, as you say, coaches help other people, and often
0: they're the ones who you know, where do they get their help from? So I think you're doing such a fantastic thing with Coach Matters and, and being that support for coaches to help with, you know, when you're running a business as well. You know, a lot of coaches are great at doing the coaching, but actually they don't know how to get more business or, you know, you know, looking after themselves or, you know, all of those things which you're you're doing now with Coach Matters, which is fantastic. Do you want to tell me a little bit about Coach Matters now, about what, what Coach Matters does and
1: and how you help people? Yeah, well, it's exactly as you say, Joy, we're there to help coaches with specific skills training that might be sales and marketing, but equally it could be just through having some coaching, some mentoring from experienced associates of ours within the coaching sector, all with very varied backgrounds and different skills and and things to offer. And also, you know, we run business development masterclasses, workshops, and also we provide an online community where where coaches can connect with each other and lots of online resources, tools and and the like. And really at the heart of this as well is the idea that when we remain connected with others, because it can be quite isolating as a coach and as you pointed out, you know, you're helping others as well and we need to resource ourselves. We also provide access to supervisors as well because we see that as absolutely key um, for coaches and their clients. But also we just feel that by connecting with each other regularly, um, learning from each other, seeking support, finding solutions, bouncing ideas off each other. This really helps um, them sustain and develop their careers. And then at the heart of that is our Nourish programme, which enables coaches just to drop in to a yoga session or a meditation mindfulness session, those kinds of things. And I'm delighted to be running a confidence
0: session for you in a few weeks' time, which I'm really excited about.
1: We're really looking forward to And it's that kind of thing that we know coaches often are doing this work with others, but very rarely get the opportunity to have that work done for themselves. So we're, we're really looking forward to that in particular. Fantastic. So
0: um, as the theme is wellbeing and self-care for this um, podcast season, so
1: I'd love to know if you can tell me a bit about what well-being means to you. It's become much more important over the years for me, actually. I'd say more recently, particularly so. And I, I think that's true of a lot of my friends and a lot of my peers as well. I think there were always things that I was, yeah, perhaps unconsciously doing, such as moving out of London to the countryside. So that was something that I kind of particularly wanted to do. Getting a dog, becoming freelance as well, because I did that as a way to sort of try and manage my own well-being. So there were all things like that, but I'm not sure the language was necessarily there in the same way. But over time, it's become really clear to me that it's really important to have several things in the mix. And I really like to see things as a whole. So looking at work, life, perhaps to draw on a well-known coaching tool called the Wheel of Life to see well-being as containing different elements that holistically address our physical, mental and emotional well-being and states. So in there for me at the moment, there's some yoga. I'm a beginner, but I love it. There's some mindfulness meditation practice. There's podcasts with Tara Brack. This is not every day, by the way. And then just things for pleasure. So over the course of a week or a month, you know, am I going for enough walks sometimes not, um, in nature. You know, classical music is something I need every day anyway. But, you know, it's kind of working out what you need in that toolkit, if you like, or in that wheel. And yeah, they they do change over time for me, but at the moment there's um things the things that I've mentioned and reading and that type have thing, connecting with family and friends, harvesting and cooking with the veg that Richard grows in the garden.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, you're right, and things like, I find when I go for walks and things. I find it really hard to leave my phone at home sometimes because I often find that I'm busy and I'm like, oh, I'll just, whilst I'm walking, I'll just speak to somebody or I'll just, you know, do something with my phone. And I, and I kind of kick myself every time I do that. I think I should just leave my phone at home and go for a walk and enjoy nature because otherwise you just don't get that break, which is really important, isn't it?
1: I think so. And I think it can be really hard as well to do that. So I think there are, you know, go to the things that you really love first. And then I think that can build some momentum.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. So
1: as we've talked about, part of what you do is helping people to balance
0: their career development with family life. So what are your thoughts about sort of juggling that work and home life? And do you think it's hard to get that balance right?
1: Yeah, in, in my mind, there's no doubt that it's challenging. And at all stages from that initial surprise, shock, that big transition when you first start a family and you're trying to juggle work and family life. And then even, you know, as the children grow as well, they they need you in different ways. So I think it's an ongoing challenge. And one of the things that I think is really important is that we have really honest conversations at home, as well as in the workplace, but that we have them at home. And we look at what I think of as the home work-life contract, if you like. And I think we, we need to be aware, you know, as a partnership, as a team, whoever's in that team. And that can be other sources of support outside the home. But what are the overall jobs and tasks and responsibilities that we need to manage our work and family life? Um, and who's responsible for what? And, you know, we need to make sure that we communicate ongoing check-in because things we, we, we often kind of jokingly call it recontracting. And often that happens when we realise we haven't been paying attention to it for a while but it's really simple you get back on track and you realize you need to shift a few things absolutely
0: and one of the things I talk about you have probably heard me talking about before is the sort of end-to-end tasks and there's a book by Eve Rodsky which is really interesting and she talks about sort of having the you know owning complete end-to-end tasks. I know as a, as a female, often we, and I know this happens for some men as well, but, you know, having that mental load and that kind of all the stuff that's in your head that you've got to manage. And she talks about having these end-to-end tasks. And so for example, my husband, he manages the whole kind of football, everything to do with football or sport with the kids. So I don't get involved. I mean, I'm sort of on the WhatsApp group and stuff, but he arranges everything from taking them to the matches and practices and all those sorts of things. Which is really really helpful because then you don't ha- you can sort of really just take away that whole task like you would at, w- at work. It's exactly the same. And there's much more awareness now in the workplace about mental health and well being. And terms like overwhelm and burnout are sadly commonplace. Why do you think overwhelm is now more prevalent?
1: Well, firstly, I do think there is more awareness of this. And we have developed and got used to a language around well-being, which I think is brilliant. And I think that was really highlighted, exacerbated, highlighted, um, drawn out through, through the pandemic. And equally, I do think it's about our perception of time and often unrealistic demands and expectations that we place perhaps on ourselves um, and that some organisations place on us. And there isn't an infinite amount of time, as we know, but lots of us, you know, kind of are striving to do well at home and to do well at work. And it can be a real squeeze. And I think that's what often can lead to this. And often a feeling, I work with people where they're often talking about a feeling of failing at home and failing at work. Um, And we know that there are many organisations that are trying to address this and some have been for quite a while but I think as well you know that's where I really believe in that power of coaching workshops kind of organizational support um, so that people can step outside and shift the lens slightly perspective and get support and get help you know before overwhelm really takes hold
0: I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit more about my reasons for doing this podcast. My mission is to work together to navigate a path to gender equality. I'm passionate about enabling every woman to have the confidence to progress in their career. And I love talking to and sharing women's stories to inspire others. This podcast forms a small part of what we do. And if you think there's room for improvement in the way your organization understands and manages the issues, barriers, and obstacles that women face in the workplace, please get in touch or tell your HR contact about us. There's a link in the show notes. And don't forget, Coach Matters is offering you three months free membership of its network when you reference this podcast. Their Business Development Masterclasses and Nourish series of wellbeing events are also now available to non-members. See the show notes to find out more. You know, talking about coaching, it's interesting to know why do coaches or others with, you know, HR, mental health or caring responsibilities or those sort of in helping professions, you know, why do they need to focus on their own well-being?
1: Yeah, well, I think it can be quite common, actually, for people in helping professions, as you say to actually neglect their own and you know you see I see that through GP friends as well and kind of right across the spectrum and yeah I think it's often a a mission um, very much a purpose kind of a drive to help others and with all that we've been talking about as well with family life and work life it can be really hard to, to look after yourself. And I think with coaches as well, what really struck me when I changed career was that this is a big career transition for coaches often too. They're often coming to it later on in life and they're often being freelance and setting up on their own and then potentially running a business for the first time as well. So as well as not necessarily having the right tools or the right skills, it's all about looking after yourself in the process as well so that you have that balance so that you're nurturing yourself as well as your clients. And um, so that's what really kind of inspired me to set up Coach Matters. We talked a little bit at the beginning about
0: Coach Matters. Is there anything else that you wanted to um, talk about in terms of how you help your members focusing on their well-being?
1: Yeah, I think it's largely through that connection. So connection with other coaches and also coaches from different Backgrounds and people who've done what I've loved about kind of our work with coaches so far is the variety of coaches that are out there, and also how many how the coaching training courses differ as well. So it's, it's such a rich market. It's such a kind of interesting space in which to work, and so really giving them that connection, skills, opportunity for some coaching and mentoring themselves, and also you know we're talking about your confidence class, having the opportunity to have work done for them as well as doing work for others.
0: Do you have any other sort of practical tips? I love it on this podcast, if people can come up with some practical tips that you can take away, you know, anybody can take away today. And I'm, we've talked a lot about women, but it's not just women, you know, it's anybody. And mental health is a massive thing for both men and women and other genders. And I think it's, you know, any practical tips that you can give us about how to make time for themselves and, you know, prioritizing self-care and fitting it into their working lives.
1: Yeah, I think picking up again on the work life home contract and then having that with yourself as well as kind of people that you kind of share things with. And then I would say thinking of that whole of work and life, thinking perhaps of that wheel, if that's something that suits you, it might be a checklist or your toolkit, however you prefer to see it. And really spending some time thinking about what needs to be in there right now and maybe starting with those things that you do love. So for me at the moment, yoga is easier than an aerobic class <laughs> and just working out what it is, you know, and take to spending that time as you will would with your clients what needs to be in there and you know the the actual coaching exercise gets you to rate where you currently are on that strand or that spoke of the wheel for example on a scale of one to ten and perhaps that's a useful thing to do Um, some people might like that exercise where it's like where it is, is now and where you'd like it to be but also be kind to yourself in that process know that things will fluctuate we evolve our coaching evolves the market around us Global pandemic evolves, so we do need to be quite flexible and agile, and yet consistent. (laughs) But I think that's about support and self awareness.
0: And I'd love your opinion uh, opinion on this because I think there's sort of two ways I fit a lot into my life, and I have a family, and I work, and do various things in my career and home life. And the way I make it all fit is by doing things like when I go to the hairdressers, I perhaps might take a book to read that's related to something I'm doing, or I might have my nails done whilst I'm listening to a podcast, or I might do, I kind of fit things in around. And sometimes I think that's a great use of time because I'm actually making sure I am filling up my bucket with things that I enjoy. But then sometimes I think, am I not creating that boundary between just enjoying having my hair done and having that sort of time without thinking about work? So it's a real balance, isn't it? It's actually, because I always say, I think you should just be able to do when you're working for a corporate or anything. You You should be able to do your work when you feel like doing it, as long as it's going to benefit the client and your team and everything else. It's about fitting life and work together in a way that suits you because then you're going to feel more fulfilled at the end of the day and obviously sometimes you feel like you really need to go for a walk without your phone and that's great but equally sometimes you think I really need my hair cutting and the only way I can get
1: my hair cut is by doing a bit of work whilst I'm having my hair cut so I'd love your views on what you think about that. I think you've hit the nail on the head it's about working it out as you go along often you know some people definitely prefer some hard and fast rules but um, for me and especially I think when you're running your own business well perhaps One of the drivers for that often is to have a little bit more work-life balance, if you like. But for me, it's about being mindful about it, being aware of it and asking yourself some questions and taking stock of that and then reflecting, you know, maybe putting a bit of reflection time in each week to think what's going well, what's not going so well and where am I doing something just for me?
0: I always remember being given the advice that if you sort of arrive somewhere in a car, Rather than just arriving, jumping out of the car, just take a moment before you get out of the car to just think. And I think that was a really nice sort of, you know, if you can sort of get things into a habit like that, I think is, that was a really useful piece of advice that I was given.
1: I think actually by making sure that we're paying attention to all aspects of our well-being as well. So thinking of it in that way, what by doing, say, for my mental health or that, or intellectual kind of health? And physical, and you know, nourishment, and also, kind of, when I say spiritual, that could mean all sorts of things. That could be classical music, walking in nature, whatever it is. So, I think thinking of things in that kind of holistic sense, and keeping a check on things, I think that's that's kind of key.
0: Yes, and I think having a coach, for example, is a great way of keeping you accountable to that as well. Because I know it's you can say I've got all these great intentions, and then you forget to do it. And I think having even a friend telling a friend what you what you want to do, and actually asking them to keep you accountable. Fantastic. So um, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the podcast and thank you and Coach Matters for your support as well in
1: this podcast season. And if anybody wants to find out more about you and your work, where can they go? Well, yes, thank you, Joy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. People can find me on LinkedIn. So Sarah Tennant on LinkedIn. Um, We also have a website, coachmatters.co.uk. And I also have a coaching website, which is sltexecutivecoaching.com. And actually from either of those websites, you can book a call with me or just send me a message via LinkedIn and I'd be delighted to connect. Brilliant.
0: Did you want to mention the Coach Matters three months free access?
1: Yeah, what we're offering alongside sponsoring or supporting and supporting you through this podcast series is three months free access for any coaches that would like to just try and see what we're all about at Coach Matters. And we've done three months also, bearing in mind that there's August coming up and that's one of our life work balance things. We won't be delivering kind of sessions in August, but there'll still be many resources and what have you. But so, you know, kind of do, do get in touch, follow the links that no doubt Joy will share. Fantastic. Thank you so
0: much. It's been a pleasure and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Joy. And that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll be back again soon with another Confidence Conversation. If you know anyone who might find this podcast useful, please do pass on the link and it would give me a real confidence boost if you could subscribe rate, and even leave a review. If you like what you've heard, join us at the confidenceconversation.club where I'll be sharing tips and notes from each episode, and you can send in your ideas for future topics. And remember, you can get three months free membership of Coach Matters Network when you reference this podcast. To book, get in touch at coachmatters.co.uk forward slash MCM. Thank you. And until next time, bye for now.